for all of your Wisconsin Badgers news from the recruiting trail, on the field, and near the rim. This is the Badger Blitz Podcast. If you want to be a Badger, just come along with me by the bright, shiny light of the moon. On Overtime Media. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast, of course, powered by Overtime Media. I am senior writer Jake Okorowski. We got editor recruiting analyst John McNamara. We are chilling in the Vivid Seat studio. And, of course, new users enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. And, of course, that is new users, first-time customers there. It is our National Signing Day extravaganza. And we talked about this earlier this week. Wisconsin received two verbal commitments for the 2021 class. Now, of course, this is our breakdown. We teased it earlier this week. Whole breakdown of what ha- what's happened in the past couple of days for the early signing period for the 2020 class. That includes two new scholarship signees. But we'll also have an interview with Cole Dakovich right after we get this huge analysis done. Uh, and it's a little bit of housekeeping after the break. But, John, overall, Wisconsin... 19 scholarship signees, two walk-ons, just two walk-ons announced at least for the early signing period. But Wisconsin ends, you know, this period, this early signing period with two signees in a four-star outside linebacker and Caden Johnson, and then a two-star wideout from North Carolina, a very familiar high school for those that follow recruiting uh, with the wideout with Devin Chandler. Big ending for Wisconsin uh, in terms of the early signing period and, I think it did it feel like it got a little bit of a, a spark, a little bit of a boost at the end with, with everything that happened. Yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was a great Wednesday for Wisconsin. You know, not only did they sign the 17 guys who they committed or had committed going into the, to the morning, but they added Caden uh, Johnson, the four-star outside linebacker from, from Minnesota, the, the top kid in, in Minnesota's 2020 in-state class. You know, that's, uh, at, at a big position of need. So if you look at, you know, outside linebacker, now you have Johnson and, and Nick Herbig, that kind of one, two, four star punch. And then Aaron Witt as well, another pretty talented kid with a unique skill set from Minnesota. So, um, you know, outside linebacker was a position of need coming in and, and they did an excellent job to address that. So, uh, you know, Caden Johnson was, it was a really, um, you know, nice, I guess it wasn't a surprise as much that morning, but, you know, in, in the kind of hours leading up to it, it really looked like Wisconsin, what uh, was becoming the, the the team to beat, and um, I think I you know a lot of people woke up expecting it would be Wisconsin, but you know you don't know until he signs in the dotted line, so that was huge. And then you know Devin Chandler, a kid they had on campus for an official visit just recently, you know he broke his his list down to three schools: Wisconsin, Maryland, and Virginia, uh, and, and he signed. I should say he committed and signed on Wednesday as well. And you know right now we have him as a two-star recruit. I think if you look at his senior film, um, that kind of speaks for itself. He's a big receiver um i think his ball skills are the thing that stands out to me the most um and he'll join a class that that you know also includes chimery dk although they listed him as an athlete and joe rudolph kind of um you know clarified that saying hey look we feel like he could do a number of different things for us and then isaac smith as well so um you know a, a pretty good wide receiver class you know they they missed on some guys along the way but uh devin chandler i don't know if i want to call him a late bloomer but i think he's a guy that wants people you know, saw some of his senior tape. They got really excited. I think Wisconsin's getting a really good football player in, in Devin Chandler. And going back to 
maybe even like I did put this on the on the agenda, but take us take the subscribers, the listeners through what you're hearing that day before with Caden Johnson. I know you and I were talking about it. If you guys go to the Badgers Den, uh, you know, if you guys subscribe to BadgerBlitz.com, that's our exclusive message board. That you know, there's rumblings there. Take us through, if you can, just what you heard and and how the momentum built. Where you know, you're seeing some future casts up on rivals about Nebraska, 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 and then all of a sudden it's going towards Wisconsin. Yeah, even going back to his official visit in the summer, um, just the the kind of rave reviews we heard from that. I thought Wisconsin had a chance to, to lock him up this summer just because his official visit went so well. Um, you know, that being said, that was the only school he took an official visit to. So I think, uh, you know, one, he wanted to see some other schools officially. And two, he was kind of a guy that was also looking for, for some bigger offers. And, you know, that's, that's completely fine. Um, and with his, his skill set and his talent, I'm surprised that, that more schools didn't come in. Uh, for him. I mean, there was a couple late that came in, but, you know, I- I'm surprised that some bigger, heavier hitters didn't come in uh, a little bit early in the process. Now, he did pick up an offer from LSU, and, you know, that's, you know, maybe the best team in college football right now, led by, obviously, Dave Aranda in that defense. So uh, that that's that's a pretty big offer. But I, I just, I guess I'm surprised more schools didn't come in, you know, maybe from the SEC, you know, maybe some more from the Big Ten, you know, maybe some more from the Pac-12. So, uh, you know, regardless, I guess that doesn't matter at this point. But like you said, you know, what happened in the, in the kind of the days leading up to it, you know, there, there seemed to be a strong ne- Nebraska vibe um, maybe a week prior, uh, you know, right around when he was doing his in-home visits. But, you know, really, I, I guess Tuesday morning, um, you know, I, I obviously when signing day is going on, you're putting out some some texts and some calls to get some feelers on, you know, how Wisconsin is going to finish their class. You're trying to reach out to your sources. And it really sounded like things uh, were shifting in Wisconsin's favor. Um, and, you know, that could very well be that it was always in Wisconsin's favor to that point. Uh, but then I talked to someone, I would say Tuesday afternoon, and I felt really confident about Wisconsin uh, after talking to that person. Um, I put in my future cast for for the Badgers, and uh, that held true. So, um, you know, you don't – you try to – piece together the story the best you can um like i said maybe wisconsin was 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 the favorite from from the get-go from from the summer since he's taken the official visit but um all that really matters right now is that he signed with the badgers and um you know he's he was a great addition on signing day for them now in terms of just you're you kind of alluded to some of his skill set when we first discussed the signing but when it comes to signing the number 135 player 135th player in the country. What does, what skill set does he bring to the Badgers defense? That seems intriguing. And you, you also pair that with, of course, another four-star outside linebacker in Nick Herbig. Yeah. You know, he's a big, strong athletic kid. Um, also a really good basketball player. Um, that's the first time I got a chance to see him live. Um, I guess just in person was when he was playing basketball, the tournament in Mequon. Um, that must have been last year. And, you know, he, you know, right around that time, he was a junior in high school. He looked big, filled out and thick. So, you know, if you look at the guys that they brought in, you know, in this class and the last class, you know, Nick Herbig and Spencer Lytle, I think those are guys that are still going to put on weight. Um, you know, I think Johnson, obviously, you know, anyone who's coming into a college football program from high school, you know, needs to get bigger, stronger, faster. But, um, you know, he might be, you know, a little bit more filled out than those guys. 
um, maybe a little bit more ready to play right away if needed. Um, so I think he brings a, a unique skill set there. But like I said, that, that kind of size, strength, athletic you know, ability combination makes him a really unique player. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to for sure play right away, but I, I think he'll be given an opportunity to. Um, I think he's kind of raw at the same time if you look at that senior film, but um, I think he's a kid that's ready to go. I think he'll be given an opportunity to uh, to contribute right away at Wisconsin. Uh, you already talked about Devin Chandler, so I'll skip that bullet point there in terms of what you described his senior film there. But look, breaking down this class more, the, let's look at the offensive line because obviously Wisconsin signed, besides a bunch of linebackers, three projected outside linebackers, three projected inside linebackers. We'll get to them right after this. And we already talked about Johnson uh, and a little bit about Herbig, but the two four-star offensive linemen that are headed to the All-American Bowl, that's Trey Wedding, who number 88 player in the class, according to Rivals. You have Jack Nelson, who's recently bumped up to a four-star recruit. And both will, like I said, will play in that prep All-Star game in January down in San Antonio. Plus, you have Ben Barton, Tanner Borderlini. You got Dylan Barrett just across the state line in St. Charles, Illinois. How do you feel Wisconsin addressed its needs with Joe Rudolph's group? I, I think they did an excellent job. And it it, it becomes, shouldn't say easier, but it, it certainly helps when, you know, four of the five guys are in your own backyard. And, you know, Dylan Barrett basically turned into an in-state kid. I don't think he missed a home game at Wisconsin uh, over the last two years. I mean, he was, he was kind of dead set on the Badgers and, you know, he camped there and, you know, I he think he fell in love with the school and the, the culture and, you know, Joe Rudolph. So, um, you know, he was a guy that had a pretty strong connection that wasn't very far away. So, you know, like you mentioned, it starts at the tackle position, I guess, you know, these guys can wind up anywhere, but I think, you know, if you look at Wedig and you look at Jack Nelson, you think, you know, left tackle, right tackle, you know, or vice versa, either way with those two, um, they'll both be representing Wisconsin in in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, which is, you know, quite an honor. Um, you know, Wedding was a guy that we had ranked really highly uh, for a good amount of time right now. You know, he's a Rivals 100 kid, and for good reason. Um, you know, Wisconsin knocked, locked him up early. Um, he essentially chose the Badgers over uh, an offer from Notre Dame, but he had a lot of other scholarships. And then even after he committed, uh, schools like Georgia and Tennessee, I believe USC came in with an offer as well, and uh, he, he stood pat to his commitment to Wisconsin. And Jack Nelson, you know, it feels like he committed, you know, five or six years ago. Uh, it was it seemed like a really long time ago, uh, but he was commit number one for Wisconsin in, in that 2020 class. Uh, that never wavered. Uh, you know, obviously he's got the the family connection there with his dad having played for the Badgers. And, um, you know, he was a guy that was kind of thin, um, you know, just kind of tall, lanky. Obviously he played offensive line his whole career. But, you know, really just I think in this last year, you saw him play with that added weight, and you know he looked excellent. Um, he just—he's a guy that just, I think, has taken a, a big step in his development each year of his high school career. Um, you know, you were at his ceremony. He's going to enroll early, um, which I think will certainly help his development um, as well. So, you know, I think Wisconsin's getting two really good tackle prospects there, and then on the inside, Ben Barton, Tanner Bordellini, and like we talked about, Dylan Barrett—all um, really good football players. I think to project to the to the interior. Um, a guy like Barton could also play on the defensive side of the ball if you needed him to. So um, you you started this class saying, hey, look, we we got to address the offensive line, and, and they did exactly that. And, you know, they got two guys in Sean Timmis and Corey Kodonko who turned down a boatload of scholarships 
uh, for each of them in order to walk on at Wisconsin. So, you know, those guys, I think you could see, you know, two, three, four years down the road as guys who are contributing as well. So really good offensive line class. I think they did a great job there. I'll say too, with, we'll talk about the linebackers in just a second, but you mentioned a couple of the walk-ons, Sean Timmis from the Milwaukee area, Marquette high school, obviously. And he had a bunch of offers. They only announced two walk-ons for this early signing period. You had also Duncan McKinley, a long snapper from Eau Claire Memorial. Of course, that's the same high school that's produced Wisconsin verbal commit for the 2021 class in Loyal Crawford. But are you surprised they didn't announce more during this early signing period? Yeah, I am. And I think there's different logistics that happen with walk-on paperwork. Um, obviously, the, like you said, they announced just two guys there. Um, you know, there, there's other guys we expect to to be announced maybe uh, you know, in February or, or if not before, I, I guess I'm not positive about that, but I don't think there's any, you know, reason to worry about the guys that they do have committed. Uh, you know, guys like Amon Williams, uh, Ross Gangler, um, you know, I, Van Dyke, the, the punter, I think I'm missing maybe one or two other guys, but yeah, I think there, there's other guys who have accepted preferred walk-on offers from Wisconsin and I would expect them to be announced at some point, um, you know, maybe as late as February. Now, going back to the linebackers, the defensive side of the ball, we talked about the offensive line having the the plethora, the variety of linemen there. Now looking at the defensive side of the ball, we, we already mentioned Caden Johnson and a little bit of Nick Herbig, but outside linebacker got, in my opinion, this class in my for grades an A with those two four-star commits, plus Aaron Witt, uh, who flipped from Minnesota to Iowa and then Iowa to Wisconsin. That group is impressive on film from what I've seen, but then also on the inside linebacker group, I really like what Wisconsin did with Malik Reed, who Jim Leonard mentioned is powerful in terms if you looked at Badger Blitz's video on our YouTube channel, he praised both Turner and read and, and the physical part of adapting to college. He doesn't feel like it'll be too much of a change or adaptation for read. And, uh, and he also liked what he saw out of Turner, but then you also have Preston Zachman who we didn't necessarily know where he would wind up. And in, in, at least for the time being, for what he's being listed at, he's at an inside linebacker role, six more linebackers to Jim Leonard's defense. It just seems like they found really good value and players that could make an impact sooner than later. Yeah. I think the line, the outside linebackers are going to get talked about, um, you know, particularly because of Caden Johnson and Nick Herbig, you know, and for good reason, but like you talked about Jake on the inside, um, you know, Jordan Turner and Malik Reed were two really heavily recruited guys that were, you know, right up at the top of Wisconsin's board. Um, you know, Turner had 30 plus offers, um, you know, Malik Reed, you know, obviously in the, in the double digits as well, um, you know, to add those two and, and they complement each other pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, like you talked about Malik Reed, that kind of big physical thumper. Um, I think Jordan Turner's maybe a bit more athletic. I think, um, you know, he, he, those two complement each other really well. And they were, you know, high priority targets for Wisconsin for a good amount of time. So, you know, that entire linebacker class, um, I think is really strong. And, you know, Zachman, they had him listed, as, like you said, at inside linebacker. That's the position that he camped at and, you know, really caught the coaching staff's eye there. Um, you know, the last time I spoke with him, he said, hey, I'm coming as an athlete. 
you know, he could wind up maybe at a different position, but I think he projects best to the inside and that's a thin group right now. So I think bringing in three is, uh, is definitely needed. And then, you know, beyond that, they got Brian Sanborn committed in the 2021 class, you know, he projects on the inside. So, um, you know, that, that position is looking pretty strong, uh, moving forward. You know, there's, there's some good guys coming in the program. Now with the defensive line for Wisconsin, two commits, Cade McDonald, an in-state player from the Hudson area, James Thompson Jr. from the Cincinnati area. You and I both saw it. My first day at badgerblitz.com was the first summer camp for Wisconsin where you and I both saw with our own eyes Cade McDonald blowing up the first kind of what he called the top level offensive lineman he winds up with an offer and commits and then later on in the fall we see james thompson and he commits he takes an official visit and jim leonard in his comments yesterday to media when i asked him about those two for thompson he mentioned just how there's an energy and that he's also scratching the surface in turn, and what do you feel about these two players on the defensive line where they are losing David Pfaff after this season, but you also have your returning starters on the defensive line, unless they declare early for the NFL in Isaiah Loudermilk and Garrett Rand. Uh, but you also have a guy like Matt Henningsen back there too, and, and maybe an Isaiah Mullins. But how do you feel this class of defensive linemen, how they could help shape Wisconsin on that front seven in the future. Yeah, I, I really like Cade McDonald. Um, you know, got a chance to see him live at camp. Um, I, I like that he's bringing, you know, he's he's legit 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and, you know, he's starting to fill out 250 pounds or so. So I think he's kind of that prototype of what you like at defensive end. Um, did a really good job at camp, and obviously, like you said, earned his offer there. Um, you know, James Thompson, you know, a, a bit more of a mystery, I would say, even even though we got to see some senior tape of him. Um, you know, a lightly recruited guy until Wisconsin got in the mix with them. And then, you know, a few other schools started sniffing around there. Um, you know, he's a guy that um, is, I, you know, obviously I think his best football is still ahead of him, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what he does there. He's another guy with a big frame, you know, his coach talked about, you know, maybe he grows into an offensive tackle. Uh, you know, he just kind of keeps growing and growing and growing. So um, I think they're getting two real big bodies there and, you know, it's, it's tough to find guys who are six foot six and, 250 pounds and who, who can move around really well. So, um, you know, when we did our position grades, I, I graded Wisconsin's defensive line classes as the lowest of the, of the position groups, but I think they certainly have a chance to prove me wrong. Um, I think the one thing I was looking for there is potentially a defensive tackle. Um, you know, Nash Hutmacher was the guy that they wanted for a while. Uh, but then, you know, that being said, you look at the current roster, um, you had Keanu Benton, who was excellent as a true freshman. You have Bryson Williams. Um, obviously, he's going to be coming back from an injury, but you know both of those guys um, are, are pretty young in the program. And a guy like Gio Piaz, I think, can bump inside as well if you needed him to. Even Rodas Johnson. So um, you know, even though they didn't, they didn't sign a, a, a true nose guard or true defensive tackle in, in this cycle, I think they'll be okay because you have some young guys on that roster that can fill that position. No, we'll talk about running back in a little bit, and you maybe hit on it a little bit with, with Huttmacher and, and whatnot at the nose tackle position, but did you feel there were areas where Wisconsin maybe didn't address a particular need in your opinion, outside of the nose tackle position? Well, quarterback, um, you know, in a perfect world and 
Brett Bielma taught me this. He said in a perfect recruiting class, uh, you, you sign one scholarship quarterback and you sign one scholarship running back. Um, again, that's that's in perfect conditions. And they still have a chance to get a running back. So I guess we'll address that probably after February. But, um, you know, they didn't take a quarterback in this class. And uh, if Wisconsin stays healthy, you know, and Wisconsin doesn't lose anyone to transfer, which I don't, you know, that's not like hinting at any inside information. Uh, but, you know, transfers do happen in college football. I have no reason to believe anyone on the on the current roster is looking to transfer. So I just want to put a disclaimer out there. But, you know, the reality is that you only have four scholarship quarterbacks right now, and you'll have four going into spring camp, uh, spring camp next year. At least you expect uh, that will be the case. So you're a little thin there. And, you, you, you know, you missed out on some guys in this class, uh, you know, Max Johnson, Tyler Van Dyke, Parker McQuarrie. Um, and then after that, they kind of said, hey, look, we don't need to take a quarterback. You know, we have a, a guy like Jack Cohn who's who's leading the team right now and we really like him. Obviously, they have Graham Mertz, but they also have Chase Wolf as well, who they really like. And then Danny Vandenboom adds some depth. So um, they elected to go without a quarterback. Uh, we'll see if that kind of, you know, how that impacts them moving forward. And then they have Deacon Hill in the 2021 class who was told that he'll be the only guy. So I think if they, if they can avoid injury and they can avoid transfer, and again, I'm not hinting at anyone on, the, on that quarterback group is looking to transfer. I think they'll be okay. But again, if injuries strike or if something happens there, um, they're they're pretty thin. Now, I, I guess to you talked about Huttmacher, and he took an official visit to Wisconsin that first weekend, was June seventh, June eighth, and from those that took official visits during the summer, in your opinion, was there a player that they missed on? that could come back and hurt them down the road. And along with Huttmacher, I think I'm thinking of one more player who committed to the university across state borders up in the Twin Cities. That's who I'm thinking of. But is that the same player you're thinking of possibly in this question? Yeah, you know, Daniel Jackson, I think, um, was was a guy obviously that Wisconsin wanted. You know, they, they had him up for an official visit and he essentially picked – uh, Minnesota over Wisconsin and a couple other of his finalists. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's a good player. You know, Wisconsin wanted him. And you saw that, you know, the success that Minnesota's wide receivers had this year. I mean, they they got some good guys there. And, you know, they, it looks like they developed their players pretty well. So, um, you know, that was one that Wisconsin lost out to Minnesota. Uh, you know, a couple weeks later, they they kind of flipped that on them. They they got Max Lofi, um, you know, as a guy that was looking at both of those schools as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to come back to bite them. You know, we'll see. Obviously, those those teams play each other every year. Um, but again, I think I think you look at those the guys Wisconsin has. You know, specifically to end with the guy like Devin Chandler, who you know, the more and more I watch his film, the more and more I think about him. Um, I, I think Wisconsin got a steal at the end of the recruiting process. So um, yeah, Jan- Jackson was a great player, and Wisconsin wanted him. He kind of had that Kansas uh, Graham Mertz connection, uh, and that you know never matriculated. So. Uh, we'll have to see. You know, I think he's a good player. We'll see what he does in Minnesota. But I think Wisconsin likes the guys that they have at receiver in this class. Now going to running backs and maybe looking ahead with this was just the signing early signing period, folks. So from Wednesday until we're recording on Thursday night. So Friday, 18th to the 20th of December, players have the opportunity to sign early. Then the actual national signing day for those that don't remember, which this has been acted for a couple of years now, but it, before the early signing period, it was the f- first week, first Wednesday of February. And now 
Obviously, that is still the true, you could call it, National Signing Day. But looking ahead for Wisconsin, there are two running back targets that right off the top of my head, Jalen Berger, Kevontre uh, Bradford, both took official visits to Wisconsin, both highly four-star uh, products from their respective states. What should fans expect out of those two from what you've heard, John, and how realistic is it to for Wisconsin possibly to land one of those two down the road in February, possibly. Yeah. So Berger plans to announce at the, uh, that the U S army all American bowl, uh, the same bowl that Trey Wedig and Jack Nelson are playing in, uh, you know, again, he hasn't indicated that he's favoring anyone, but it, it kind of looks like the three schools he's looking at the three schools he's taking official visits to, you know, Wisconsin Rutgers and UCLA. Um, I, Rutgers, the in-state school for him, you know, he's from New Jersey. He seems to be trending. Um, he had a relationship with Shiano, who obviously they they just you know hired as as new head coach at Rutgers. So um, I guess if if you ask me to pick today, that's who I would select. Um, at the, at the same time, had Shiano not been uh, hired at was at at Notre or at uh, at Rutgers, I think Jalen Berger would be heading to Wisconsin. So uh, again, we'll have to see what happens. I think he announces for Rutgers. Uh, at that all-star game, but uh, we'll see what happens. You know, Bradford's kind of a mystery guy. Uh, we, we know that he, you know, visited officially this summer. Um, you know, he picked up some big-time offers, Ohio State, LSU. Um, Ohio State's kind of faded away in his recruitment because, you know, they, they signed some guys on, on Wednesday at that running back position. Um, you know, he definitely did not sign during the early period. Um, you know, Wisconsin's kind of been trending on our future cast for Rivals.com, and, um, you know, our Texas analyst feels – like Wisconsin, you know, will come out on top. But, you know, when you, you open this up again, um, you know, he's he's got a big window now for other schools to come in and evaluate. But, you know, w- what Wisconsin has in its favor is that, hey, you know, one, we got you on campus. We have that relationship uh, with you right now. And, and two, uh, you know, we don't have a running back commit. You know, we're, we're still waiting on you. You know, we still have a, a hole there that we want you to fill. So it's not like – you know, we signed someone in the early period and we're, we're looking for one more guy. We still need the guy. Um, and, and that could be you. That's, that's probably what Wisconsin's pitch is. So um, I, I think of those two Bradford's maybe more realistic, but he's been awfully quiet. So, you know, to, to say what he's thinking is, is really just a guess at this point. Any other final thoughts before we kind of, before we get to Cole Dakovich, the Wisconsin tight end from an interview we had on Tuesday. So just as a heads up, so when you guys hear the interview, it was from Tuesday. So a couple of the questions will sound, obviously it's now past that, but before we get to that interview, John, is there any last thoughts you had on the early signing period, either for Wisconsin, the big 10 abroad, anything that struck you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot to take in. Uh, I think the, the rich get richer. You know, the the same schools that recruit pretty well every year recruited really well again. Um, you know, the the top talent, you know, is at Ohio State and Alabama and LSU and, and Clemson and Oklahoma. You know, and I don't think there's it's any mistake that those are the schools that wind up in the college football playoff every year. Um, you know, looking at Wisconsin specifically, uh, that 2019 class had some big time star power at the top. Uh, I think you know to pair that class with this 2020 class. 
I think back to back, these are really, really strong groups that they're going to go and win a lot of football games for Wisconsin. And then, you know, even in the 2021 class, the seven guys they have committed and the the kind of top targets that are still out there for them that I think they can still pick off um, are, are really good. So I think Wisconsin recruiting wise is really healthy right now. I think they're doing an excellent job. Um, and I think they're getting some homes of some more talented kids. You know, they're competing with some of the, the bigger schools across the country. And um, I think the last two classes that they brought in 2019 and 2020 uh, have been really, really good. I think you're going to see some really good football players come from those two groups. We are now joined on BadgerBlitz.com's early signing period podcast with an in-state talent from Waukesha Catholic Memorial we have Cole Dakovich on the line. And Cole, man, it feels like it's been two years in the making for you. How excited are you to put pen to paper and uh, and a fax or however you're going to send in your national letter of intent this week? I'm pumped up. I mean, it feels great. I've known the coaches for a long time and the guys for a long time, but it's going to feel great to officially become part of the family. What What is the plan for you then coming up? Uh, I, I take it you're signing on Wednesday. Uh, what are your plans for National Signing Day and, and just any ceremonies that the school's putting together for you? Yeah, uh, 12.30 in our um, our gym lobby is where our signing's going to be. Uh, we have a couple other guys signing too. Uh, ben Kyle to Purdue, uh, Joe Sickman to NIU, um, Luke Fox to play baseball at Duke, uh, and then quite a few others, but it'll be fun. Well, you just mentioned three of those players and you know, Cruel's going to Purdue, a linebacker. Mm. You know, you have Joe Sigma who caught a bunch of passes for a bunch of yards for Waukesha Catholic Memorial this year. How did it feel playing with such a, a deep group of, of talented players on way to another state championship? It was great. I mean, it always kept things competitive because there was talent all over the team. And so you knew that you were going up against some of the best talent in the state, not only in games, but in practices too. Waukesha Catholic Memorial again won a state title last year. You go back, go back to Camp Randall where you'll play your college ball coming up and win another championship. How does it feel to, to cap off your career with such accolades like that? Well, it's incredible. I mean, coming out and only playing for two years and winning a state championship both years, you can't really ask for anything better than that. <laughs> Saw the stats according to Wiss, uh, Wissports.net. And just how you perform this year, playing on both sides of the ball. I mean, I'm just looking right now on the site. You're, you're, let's see, taking a look at your receiving stats. 28 receptions, 297 yards, two touchdowns. And then on the flip side, you're making a presence on defense, 75 tackles, eight tackles for loss, three sacks. How did your coaching staff utilize you this year and was it any different from how you utilized you know in your first year as a football player it was um at the start of the year i moved to defensive end on uh, on that side of the ball and then i was tight end this whole year as opposed to playing receiver last year just because of the the size i put on this last off season and with some graduating seniors that's where they needed me the most and um about halfway through the year, I switched back to playing outside linebacker on uh, on defense just because we had a sophomore who developed pretty well, and he was able to fill that spot so I could go back to playing linebacker. With that, too, how how did that affect you playing those two positions? How how did that affect you, and, and did it change any way your perception in just dealing and working through 
playing multiple positions? Not really. I mean, it was a lot of new stuff. Um, there was definitely a learning curve for sure. And there still is, but um, it was a lot of fun just being able to kind of experiment with different things. And Cole too, I mean, when it comes to, I know we talked during your official visit or right after your official visit to Wisconsin, you're talking about them looking at you more on the offensive side of the ball, possibly at tight end. And that was back in, in June. Uh, has that held up? Uh, where is Wisconsin projecting you to play now uh, as you, you're just a couple, you know, a day or so away from signing with the Badgers? Yeah, that has held up. Um, still projected to play tight end over there. Cam Large is another player for Wisconsin that's expected to sign with that. Have you had a chance to talk with Cam and, and how does it feel having two of those type of, you know, two big name players coming into Mickey Turner's position room? Yeah, uh, I got to know him pretty well over our official. Um, and then I've, we've been texting back and forth just kind of about uh, how the season's going and different things. It's going to be great uh, when we both get up there. Um, we're both very competitive. Uh, so it's going to be fun. I'll say with this class too, how is, how is this class of 2020 bonded so far with the 17 known verbal commitments and how have the, has this class bonded all together? It's been great so far. Um, the group that went on our official, um, I think it was nine or 10, somewhere around there, uh, got really close there. Um, and then just with the, the addition of new commits, uh, we're always talking in the group chat about different things, school, basketball, pretty much anything. So we've gotten a lot closer, and I think it's just going to increase that when we all get up there. Now, just making sure, too, are, are you enrolling early, or are you going to be coming in during the summer? I'll be going in during the summer. During yeah. the summer. and I think you're playing basketball right now, then? Yes, yeah. How's the season started off for you, and, and, and how are you progressing? Is it, are, you in being able, are you able to enjoy your final season playing high school ball? Well, I haven't exactly started playing yet. Um, I sprained my thumb uh, during football season, and so our school trainer wants me to wait and let that heal before I start. So I got about another week until I can back at, get back into it. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, it's just another chance to compete. Is it weird to kind of see your journey go from being a basketball player to football and then winding up with a, a Division One scholarship and, and playing for your home state team? Have you had a chance to reflect upon that yet? Yeah, it's still crazy to me. I still don't fully understand how it all happened, but I'm glad the way it happened, how it did. I'll say, too, overall, too, just a couple more questions for you before we let you go. When it comes sure. to this playing within the state with the, you know, with your conference that you're playing in, that you've played in for a while for these past two seasons, along with just the state in general, how do you feel the talent within the Badger State is when it comes to recruits? And I mean, even this class for 2020, a lot of talent within the state borders. I completely agree. There is a lot of talent. Um, I think the the biggest thing that sets it apart is just kind of the culture of Wisconsin. I mean, it just consistently produces tough hardworking kids. And I think that's why there's so many kids from here that go on to succeed. Last question for you. I've heard from a couple of players in the past uh, couple months. Who's the funniest player in the group chat right now? You know, I got to go with myself to be completely honest. <laughs> nice. And why is that? Yeah. Cause anything else is just, it's just second class. What can I say? <laughs> what's the camaraderie yeah. I, I think it, those there's some pretty interesting chats between everybody in that group chat 
Yeah, um, Tanner's Tanner's a very funny kid. Uh, ben Barton is as well. Um, those are probably those are probably up there with uh, two of the funniest. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just different stuff. They're very witty, um, and as everyone gets to know each other more, we're just kind of getting more comfortable. So, well, Cole, man, we appreciate you coming on the show. Looking forward to covering you and when you're in Cardinal and White next season enjoy signing day and the festivities ahead and looking forward to seeing you in madison soon yeah for sure thank you appreciate that folks that's cole dakovich saturday before the holidays if you're looking for a quick christmas gift for your loved ones if you're looking for possibly tickets to the rose bowl coming up on january 1st uh or even new year's eve for wisconsin taking on rider Look no further than your friends at Vivid Seats, and it is a top source for tickets for the events that you want to go to. You can sort by price, section seats, rows. It's all in the Vivid Seats app, and and to make things even better, Vivid Seats has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back called Vivid Seats Rewards. You can download this at the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, Fans are automatically enrolled in the rewards loyalty program. So that's nice. There's no extra work for you. And every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And from the Rose Bowl to the Cole Center to the biggest concerts and hottest theater shows, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats rewards loyalty program today. And when it comes time to buy, new users enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to one hundred dollars all right and today's episode of the badgerblitz.com podcast is brought to you by cbs sports hq which is the brand new sports news network it's live 24 7 of course costs you nothing that's right sports coverage recruiting football basketball hockey fantasy football whatever that's always on and always free always and that's what i love about it too I'm on a budget, folks. It's a perfect time to take a look and watch something for free. And CBS Sports HQ's coverage always focused on the game. Tons of highlights, breaking news as it happens, fantasy advice, and something we can care about deeply here at BadgerBlitz.com. I'm sure plenty of you will, during this time of the year, would like to make a few extra bucks as well. That's gambling picks and analysis to get that extra edge I know when I turn on CBS Sports HQ, I'll see the tips and trends I need to win my bets uh, to hopefully uh, add a little bit of budget when I'm out in Pasadena. Don't forget, you can get access to all this great coverage completely free. I don't mean free for a week or a month or if you have some sort of special cable package. It's totally, completely free from everybody. You don't even need a login. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, your Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or any other connected device at any time to watch. CBS Sports HQ. And of course, no fake debates, just sports for real sports fans at the great price of completely free. You don't even have to log in or sign up for anything. Download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. Take one more quick break to pay the bills. The rest of them will be back on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Welcome back to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media. Jay Kokorowski alongside John McNamara and of course, right now, as we're recording, actually, Wisconsin Volleyball in the Final Four and playing Baylor. And it's a, of course, uh, Wisconsin just won its third set. Of course, this won't be 
edited until after probably the volleyball match is done. But uh, of course, Wisconsin women's volleyball taking it to Baylor at least through three sets, leading two sets to one. But John, what's coming forward? I mean, you know, this is Thursday night. What else do we got coming up from BadgerBlitz.com in terms of recruiting coverage, in terms of the days after, you know, of course, the early signing period, but also, too, looking ahead to the Rose Bowl? Yeah, you know, we kind of put the finishing touches on the 2020 class today, um, you know, handed out some grades. Um, now, you know, we turn the attention to 2021 and beyond. But, you know, we've you know obviously been writing about these guys for a while now. There's, there's seven commits already, but um, we're going to start a position by position, uh, you know, analysis, you know, starting uh, either Friday or Saturday. We got to take a look at what our coverage looks like. But, um, you know, just kind of really breaking down each position because uh, things get kind of quiet now. Obviously, there's going to be rollable coverage with us. Um, but we want to really take a look at this 2021 class. So day by day, we'll, we'll go over each position. Um, you know, looking over the guys that are, that are committed, uh, the guys that they're targeting, and then even give kind of a, a quick look at the 2022 class and the guys that they've already identified there. So, uh, yeah, you know, recruiting never stops. Uh, you know, it's 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 ongoing. And it's it's what kind of keeps our site going. So uh, we're going to keep pumping that stuff at you guys and and make sure everyone knows exactly about the 2021 class and who's Wisconsin's looking at. Absolutely. And you guys can go to badgerblitz.com, wisconsin.rivals.com for all your needs. On that note, coming next week, the badgerblitz.com podcast will continue. But this is my last episode as part of this podcasting crew. And uh, all that down the road in the next probably 24 hours, you'll, you know, I'll disclose more, but uh, I just want to take, thank everybody for their feedback on this podcast for the, you know, first off, let me thank John for what you've done, John, your, your friend, your mentor, your instincts and your nose for Wisconsin recruiting is second to none. You have been uh, fabulous to work with. You've been an editor, you know, a great editor for feedback for me, for my articles, you you've been great and i i've been fortunate to work with you for the past six months and i want to thank everybody here uh that listens to this podcast just because uh the feedback you've gotten to help this make this show one of the best out there for wisconsin badger fans especially those that want football basketball and recruiting news you guys have helped us improve the quality of this podcast uh and help me grow uh, as part of the media so thank you all and, uh, you know, this, it wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy decision, but, I uh, just want to thank you all. And, and John, thank you so much for the opportunity to be part of the Badger Blitz community, the Badger Blitz family and part of the rivals community as well. Yeah, it was a fun ride. Uh, best of luck in the future. Thank you. And uh, folks, make sure you guys go to badgerblitz.com, wisconsin.rivals.com. We're going to be, of course, uh, Facebook, Wisconsin Badgers on badgerblitz.com podcast you have obviously apple podcast google podcast spotify tune in it's going to be great there uh all you have to do for downloading this episode uh go you know hit subscribe listen on those avenues but when you hit that subscribe button once this is uploaded it goes instantly to your device whether it's an apple phone uh, an iphone a mac your desktop google podcasts your tablet anywhere uh it goes instantly to 
your device and you get to listen right away. So make sure you guys do that and make sure you guys leave reviews to help this podcast become one of the best for Wisconsin Badgers athletics to listen to and to know more information. So you guys have a great week. We'll return next week for another edition of the BadgerBlitz.com podcast powered by Overtime Media.